Yeah, we're live. We're live. I'm gonna take this uh, these headphones off and assume that uh, everything is working just fine and not check it. No. And that's um, you know that's how this country works. <laughs> <laughs> totally on autopilot. So George, we had this idea for this this podcast. We've been having discussions that have kind of been circling around this for a while, right? Yeah, um, yeah definitely. At least in terms of theme and subject. We probably could have done like a dozen of these already. Already, absolutely. Okay, but now we're choosing to put this out there into the world. Why are we doing that, George? I want you to... Why? Well, this microphone hasn't been used for a long time, so I figured <laughs> I might as well uh, d dust it off and uh, see if it still works. Um, otherwise, I, I would say I've, I've been doing a lot of work on myself the last few years, and people have just naturally come to me for uh, to to be an ear, uh, to give advice, whatever it is, and so I I just figured this would be a great um, outlet to be able to have a conversation with you, have these conversations, and maybe people can get some value for it uh, from it, you know, bring it into their lives without even having to talk to me. But you know, we can get to that another time. One hundred percent. So I, I guess the, the question I've got now for you is, um, why do you feel it's important for this to get out there? Well, um, I mean, that's a that's a great question, and I think it's an easy answer because the world is going insane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, to me, it feels like madness is driving the world, and we're all grasping for straws on the outside and not looking back inside to say, okay, well, what's really going on here? Like what's true? Because when we don't align with our own internal moral compass, then we can fall for anything on the outside that maybe sounds good. And obviously a lot of things that sound good aren't actually good in the end. You know, they're just that they just sound good, you know, but they're like false or broken promises. So I figure, okay, I've got some, some balance in my life, some emotional balance and um, a good relationship now and um, some financial stability. And uh, I feel some of the things that, uh, that I've learned over the last few years, especially, um, can be of service to people, you know? How about yourself? I love it. So, so what do you, what do you got to give? What do I have to give? <laughs> What's your value, James? I, you know, in, in this, in this arena, as we have these discussions, I think my value is going to be primarily that of a foil, right? Um, I feel as if, you know, as we discuss these kinds of things, you know, I, I, at least for me, you know, I, I know I, I learned through, uh, through sort of passing through the fire, or at least I, I can, I can discuss through passing through the fire. We're, we're working on the whole, uh, you know, getting the, getting the, the, uh, the actions to reflect the knowledge thing. So I mm -hmm, think that's mm -hmm. part of the reason why I'm, I'm always excited to, to talk to you, George, about this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess the other, the other part of it is, is in terms of what I do, right? So right now as a, uh, as a, as a provider for, for the fitness and, and health and wellness of, you know, uh, tactical professionals, you know, online through social media and stuff, uh, mm -hmm. you know, as a fitness provider, you know, I can encounter these problems so frequently um, in terms of, of the, the young soldiers, Marines, police, fire EMS workers who are coming to me 
with their, you know, relational traumas are coming to me mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, thoughts of suicide. They're coming to me mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, being mistreated by chain of command. They're coming to me with their broken relationships that they started too quickly and, you know, got too excited about. We all know that, you know, there's, there's nary a, a young, um, you know, United States Army private or, or Marine Corps private who's not trying to, you know, who hasn't proposed to a, a girl after, you know, the first or second date. Uh, we, all, we all know that this is this is a common thing. These these young men yeah. uh, wear their hearts on their sleeves. So I, I get to deal with this kind of stuff, and 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 I, and I have to try and divert and deflect these guys um, into, you know, taking their energies and, and and developing themselves, right? And you're seeing them experiencing new trauma on top of what they've already brought to the table, like you know, from from upbringing, from childhood. Of course, and it's just more fuel to the fire that you've got to wade through, basically. Of course, of course. Yeah. And, and, and it's, uh, you know, being able to sort of artfully guide and direct, you know, to some limited degree there, um, you know, and, and also to sort of just work through my own, my own crap too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, it's been really cool to reconnect with you recently and to, to yeah, get, definitely. These, get these conversations. Yeah. <clears throat> and I love, I love, uh, to be able to bounce off of your philosophy background too, you know, because, um, there's, uh, a pretty, pretty basic knowledge I have and study of philosophy, you know, from high school and then studying certain spiritual dis- uh, disciplines and teachers. But, you know, you have that more, uh, in a, in a collegiate setting that, um, you can, uh, you know, you can, you can pull from. And I love being able to tease that out of you as well. You know, like, what was it that, uh, what was it? He- <laughs> Heidecker? <laughs> What did he say about this? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's great, man. Um, and today we figured we'd start by talking about what's going on in the world, obviously. And, you know, the world's opening back up again. Uh, at least, you know, that's, that's the, the narrative going, you know, and it seems like it is. People are, are more confident to go out and socialize. Um, I think that, we're probably still seeing a lot of social media or not social media, but um, you know, the, the dating apps, like people are vetting uh, probably more on that because they can um, you know, you get a whole profile of what this person's about. And it's like, we, <laughs> we don't really have that um, you know, too much these days in person. We don't have that experience. It's like the social uh, the norms, the social norms are out the window. You know, and people are still trying to figure that out. But even more after a year of being kind of down and in the in the cave, you know. For so sure. so it's like, well, what that what's that going to look like now? You know, how how are people going to meet, and what is it that we're bringing to the table? You know, I think it's it's so important. Like it's always been important, but how are we? Um, you know, showing up as, as whole human beings and not just perpetuating the cycle of, uh, oh, you fill that hole in my soul that I'm looking for ad infinitum, you know, it's what I had to go through for so long in my, uh, in my twenties and early thirties. And after doing, you know, a lot of meditation as, as, um, you know, we've talked about at length, um, you know, those, those complexes have come up and I've been able to, uh, internalize 
my own truth, you know, and be validated by that. So of course it's a, it's an ongoing battle, <laughs> you know, it's a, still a daily struggle, but there's uh, you know, there's some traction and I felt some traction and that shows up in my relationship now, you know, but, uh, but I guess, I guess like, you know, what do you see in terms of what's going on? Cause you're, you're out, you know, talking to people, yeah. going to, you know, some bars and some places where people are socializing, like, like, what are you seeing in your interactions? With, 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 with different people. Yeah. And, and how you relate to them, how they relate to you, they relate to others, you know, like what's, what's the, like, what's that zeitgeist? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I can tell you from sort of my own mood too, you know, what it's, what it's been like to start to start to socially reintegrate. And I think, you know, um, you know, a lot of us were obviously isolating, you know, during the, during the, 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 the heart of the pandemic. Right. Mm -hmm. And we were all very sort of, uh, you know, cut off from a lot of social interaction, you know, uh, at first for me, me personally, I, I coped with it fairly well by doubling down on my online business. So for two, it was fortuitous, you know, that I had that going and was able to, to push that in a good direction. But, uh, you know, one thing that that is a, a sort of focal point of interest to me at this point is you know the, this notion that you, you you mentioned about like filling voids right mm -hmm. um and and you know do you think george that right now given the pandemic and given all of these sort of collective this collective trauma that we're kind of enduring right mm -hmm. do you think that that this has brought about a sort of heightened sense of of this kind of you know desperate need that maybe very may very well be like a human thing and and and, and i certainly think it's something that we have to address with compassion mm -hmm. but but ultimately you know what does it reflect about like the sort of collective mental health of of our society yeah i mean i think that there's some there's some good things uh inadvertently that have happened from this people are more reflective and more intentional in what they want in relationships. You know, I was, I've been seeing uh, some trends, reading some articles about um, how casual dating has uh, decreased mm. because obviously there's, you know, this uh, risk of catching COVID, yeah. you know, um, and uh, people want to know that the person they're investing in is, um, is safe, mm. you know, now, I obviously I have my own, <laughs> you know, my own ideas about that. But um, in, in terms of collectively what's happening right now is, uh, yeah, I, I'd say people are trying to, um, you know, invest wisely. Yeah. You know, we've seen that in, in financials. Like that's, that's obviously been more important than ever too, you know, so we've had time to reflect, we've had time to, um, you know, to evaluate what's important. And um, so, so people are at least attempting to choose their partners more wisely, but then what does that look like? Right. It's like, okay, have you been working on your own issues? Mm. So the partner that you're going to attract is going to reflect something that's uh, a more conscious mirror of that. Yeah. Or is it more 
uh, you know, is it more magnified in the complexes because you're more desperate to find somebody? Well, this is really interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and so maybe this is, this kind of gives us a good guide, right? It, because everybody wants to know, right. At the, at the outset, outset of a relationship. And then I, you know, I, you know, I've been kind of going through my own sort of relationship drama, mostly in my own head, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, like, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person, George knows this, where I'll wait for five years for some girl who I like to come along, right? And I'll let her doggedly pursue me. Hey man, she might be the one. <laughs> this one might be the one. <laughs> let her doggedly pursue me until I like, I let her past. The wall, it's kind of my own little series of shit tests. Right. Uh, you know, that probably have everything to do with my own problems with rejection and abandonment mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. forth. But anyways, um, once they make it through past that fire, right? Um, you know, I have a whole whatever happens after that, you uh -huh, know. Uh -huh. Um, but so this is a really good question. And so and and I'm I'm just gonna bring it up, you know, just just a bald face, you know. One thing I countered with this this last girl I spoke with was that she had kind of a list of things to sort of tick off in terms of boxes and then a list of shit to hand over to say, uh -huh. hey, I've got this problem, this problem, and this problem, and right. this problem, and there's this problem too. And it, I just kind of just shrugged my shoulders a little bit, you know, and was kind of like, okay, you yeah. know, um, yeah. and so, so this, this, this brings up a really interesting um, question of criteria that maybe we can get out there and get people thinking about in a way that's actually going to impact their lives and, and make things beneficial. You know, you mentioned, um, like, has the, that person been working on their issues? Right. 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 So, so obviously when, when, when somebody comes into a relationship saying, I got this problem, that problem, that problem, that problem. And if you do this in the slightest inconsistency and I'm done, you know, you know all the, and this is the, the right. kind of shit that you will often hear from, from at least, you know, not to be misogynistic, but a lot of females who perceive a certain sexual marketplace value that they mm -hmm, might have, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, so, and then people looking for, you know, these kind of like traits that are like X, Y, Z, obvious mm -hmm. physical traits, right? But none of this really reflects at all right. on the criteria you're mentioning, right? Yeah, exactly. And so what's going on with that? Why is it like that? And, and what, what does this criteria that you mentioned stand to do for us? Um, well, first of all, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, you know, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm bringing all this to the table. <laughs> some of it's good and some of it's my shit, you know, but one thing that I'm hearing is like, okay, here's my shit. How, wh how are you going to deal with it? Yeah. You know? And it's like, okay, well, are you taking ownership for that shit? You know, like, does it yeah. come with a disclaimer that you're working on that? Yeah. Or am I responsible now? Right. Right. And I just have to suffer. And then I'm going to validate and love you because you take it all on, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then vice versa, you know? And I mean, it's, it, it's also a matter of, of that, that old dynamic that you played with your parents, yeah. you know? And, and like, we've both had strong mothers. Yeah. You know, and one thing that I heard you say was, um, yeah, you know, this girl's pursuing me, you know, yeah. and it's like, I, I had the same thing. It was like, I, I used to be attracted to, and I still am, I'm still attracted to strong women, sure. you know, like I love strong women. Sure. Some men are intimidated by them because it makes them feel weak, but it's just because they're insecure. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I love, I, I love a woman who stands up for herself, who knows what she wants. She's not afraid to go and get it, you know? But, um, 
but yeah, the, the, she's pursuing me thing. It's like, okay, so, you know, you're letting her take the lead, mm. you know? And I mean, these are the things that as we start to reintegrate and, um, and date, this is what I feel is so important to recognize mm. is that, uh, that lens, you know, these, these beliefs of like how women are or how men are, you know, like how many times have you heard somebody say, Oh yeah, I date like the, the women I date are crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're all crazy. Mm. They're like, okay. Well, I know for a fact, they're not all fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've met some amazing women. I've even dated a few. Yeah, them, yeah. Yeah. You know? So, so if, if my belief isn't that they're all crazy, but from my experience that there's a multitude of different types of, of women and men, mm-hmm. then, you know, what's, what's the belief structure that I'm operating through, you know, and, and, uh, the analogy that I love to use that I heard on a podcast, a uh, long time ago, the art of charm. I don't know if you're familiar with that mm-hmm. one, but there is a, there was a guy speaking about, uh, about lenses. Our beliefs are like lenses, mm-hmm. you know, and they have two purposes. A lens has two purposes. One is to be able to see clearly through it, mm-hmm. to focus on something, yeah, yeah. right? And then the second purpose is for you not to see it, mm-hmm. you know? So beliefs are those things. Beliefs are like lenses. We're constantly focusing on the world and parts of our experience in a certain way, but we're not taking the lens off to look at it and say, okay, what is this? Where did it come from? You know, how did I get this? Is this actually how I want to see the world? Yeah. You know? So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's people are going to do what they're going to do. Right. But that's why just in my experience of dating, my first prerequisite has been, uh, somebody who is self-aware, you know, somebody who is, is at least somewhat aware of their own issues. And, and so the question becomes, so self-awareness on the one hand, how do you gauge and measure that on the, on the other? And then what about the situation where, where, where someone is self-aware, but they still don't want to own it, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if there's somebody who's, self- who's self-aware and doesn't want to own it, you know, they might just be like, a, you know, self-aware psychopath or something, <laughs> you know? I don't know. I but, mean, <laughs> but so, so here's the question is, is, is awareness of one's own self and awareness of one's own hangups and challenges and problems. Do you think that that's constitutive of an ability to act differently? Right. I mean, I guess, I guess that's the ability to hear the truth one way or another, you know, and they say truth hurts, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if you're able to hear the truth, and it hurts and you don't like it, then do you choose to change it or not? You know, and if you're self-aware, I mean, I can only speak of myself really, but you know, I realized that, or I, in, in the past, I realized I was the common denominator. Yeah. It was me. Yeah. You know, I had to take the responsibility for my actions and for how I was being received mm. and, and do something about that because I didn't want that to continue. So it was really interesting in that vein because we see a lot of stuff out there, especially in like the self-help space. And, and I see it on my Facebook feed like all day, every day. 
to where there's like these quick little soundbite-ish things where they're just like, someone else's estimation of who you are isn't who you are. And you <laughs> were right to walk away. And you did, and it's just like this like yeah. almost meaningless affirmation that's mm-hmm. just like saying, don't worry, you go, mm-hmm. you're fine. You go with your bad self. Yeah, whatever happened, you're okay. And whatever they thought about you doesn't matter. <laughs> so like, what's, what's the danger in that? Like we're living in a culture where we're <clears throat> bombarded with these sorts of messages, yeah. these sorts of positive mm-hmm. and or negative affirmations, whatever it is. Well, it's just more ego gratification. Got it. You know, it's just like, it's just something to justify that you don't have to do anything. You yeah. Know, that you're perfect just as you are. Yeah. And the right person's going to love you for exactly who you are. Yeah. Let's hear about yeah. that. And I, I, mean, I want your thoughts on that one. <laughs> eventually i'm gonna start asking you questions (laughs) that's fine yeah whenever you're ready to make the switch yeah right well i think something like that that you're saying like you know everything exists as a paradox too right like it's you know everything has a relativity to it and you know in in this day and age that's a big it's it's a hard thing to digest you know that there's actually gray area you know, that things are not just black or white. Mm-hmm. Things aren't just good or bad, you know? And and with a quote like that, it's like, oh, wh- what was it? Can you say it again? Do you remember? <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's I can, fine. No, I can, I can pull yeah, it back yeah, yeah. out. It's, yeah, yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's like, it's basically the idea is, and, and so it's funny because I think it hits home for those of us who, like 90% of people out there, right? And, and that's what's so insidious about this message. Probably, I would say it may not be 90%, but obviously. I there, think it's more. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of people out there. A lot of people out there who are, are just still ruminating over failed relationships, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and in fact, one of the ways in which people do this is they get on their social media and they scroll. Mm. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. You get on their social mm-hmm. media and they just scroll and they just, oh, funny meme, ha, ha, ha. Oh, oh, there's a cute guy. Oh, you know, or oh, yeah. oh, 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 this is another funny meme. Oh, there's a validating message. Oh, the validating message. I'll take that. That's In the type font, I'm going to look at this. That's yeah, profound. That's profound. And so the message <laughs> in this case was, was, you know, whatever he or she said about you or, or did, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't reflect on your mm-hmm. worth. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. all their own internal struggle, right? Right, right, right. And 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 you were right to walk away. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah blah blah. Good. You know, yeah. So so exactly on that on that note, I would say, and here's here's where people really lose it is that it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. You know. And that's the risk of extremes is that, oh, that's definitely true or that's definitely not true. It's like, well, we don't live in a bubble. For sure. You know, unless you're just meditating in a fucking cave (laughs) in the Himalayas or Peru or something, like we we have to be out there engaging with people, whether we're doing it, you know, through our computers and, and like Zoom calls or we're actually out with friends, family, whatever. So... So yeah, it's like that that person's experience is their own experience. You know, it's their experience of you. But if it triggers you, you know, that's where the ownership has to take place. 
And that's where I've been able to find a line is if somebody says something about me and it doesn't register with me at all. It's not my story. It's not my issue because I don't feel it. You know, like we're, we're like tuning forks for sure. You know, so if I say something about you and it hurts you, then, okay, sure. I'm being an asshole maybe, mm. you know, but it's, it's coming from my own hurt yeah. for one. And for two, either you are the asshole or whatever, or you just have the story of being that because sure. that's what you were told for so long. For sure. And then you, you took ownership of that as a false belief. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, this is, there, there's a myriad of ways that, that we see this right with friendships, with family, especially mm -hmm. and, um, and in relationships. But these are some of the things that as we start to pursue relationship yeah. that, um, that we bring it home and we start to take notice of, you know, let's just say the things that trigger us, yeah. you know, because our, our traumas, um, as I've learned, they can be the greatest gifts if we can turn them into wisdom, mm -hmm. if we can discern them and then understand that that's a story we've been telling the whole time. Mm -hmm. And when that shadow gets cast off, then it's, it's like, you know, a series of, of liberations of little liberations that, that take this weight off incrementally over time, you know, I and mean, if you're diligent, yeah. if you're doing, if you're practicing regularly, sure. regularly, whatever your practice is, you know, and, and I'm curious about that question of practice and I want to, I want to come back to it, but I've got, I've yeah. got a question for you. Yeah. Another one that <laughs> I think you will love. Yeah. Right? And I think that you will have a lot to speak on. Right. So we'll frame it this way. So what, what, what I think has become a very common pattern in our time whether it's, it's owing to the pandemic or whether it was going on beforehand or whether it's owing to, um, you know, just the new dynamics of our, of our, our hyper real situation with, mm. with social media, mm -hmm. with like these new forms of electronic connectivity, even the privilege of, of text messaging somebody, even the privilege of phone call, all this can lend to distortions, right? It can lend to like this, like us saying and doing things in relationships that we would not do. In right. space and time, totally, right? totally, which yeah. which, which yeah. adds a completely different dimension to the relationships, and also opens up questions of what integrity is. Yeah, definitely. In oh, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a great point too. You know, because there's certain things that I mean, it's it's so much easier to filter ourselves yeah. when we're texting or or even on the phone versus in person. You know, I I, I feel there's like there's there's a, this incremental confrontation or, or like degree of intimacy that we're able to achieve, um, from say in-person experience mm -hmm. face to face and then, and then like FaceTime or even less a phone call sure. and then text message. Yeah. And, um, I mean, this has been around, for, for a long time, like since we had cell phones, sure. since we could text each other, you know, especially since that became a, a, a regular practice. But now, yeah. now since the prominence of dating apps and since the prominence of social media and the prominence of, yeah. of all these different ways in which we've been forced to connect mm -hmm. almost exclusively yeah. on account of the pandemic, what, what 
like so i mean there's there's so many questions there yeah totally in terms of what that's done to our, our collective consciousness and its quality right Man, um, oh. <laughs> so many, so, so much, many questions. So much. But there's an even deeper question pertinent to the, the topic of relationships that we've kind of we've made we made you know uh, today about and yeah. and uh, and it's the question of and this is the question like like it seems a very common pattern that what happens in in entanglements which is which is how every relationship starts out some, to some degree as an entanglement mm-hmm, before it mm-hmm. becomes a true relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. it starts with connection connection right? connection right and so connection and but but we we've got this new concept of entanglement which is like it's not quite a relationship it doesn't like meet the criteria or it's not long lived enough to become one mm-hmm. and there's there's also a pejorative connotation to this notion of entanglement right you know mm-hmm. it, it harkens back to the concept of enmeshment in psychotherapy mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which is like which is which is neurotic in in a pejorative way yeah right right so what is it what is it that that seems to keep like given that we've got like this online dating thing going and 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 so many things seem to just fail to start and and even if you can get somebody to go on a date with you with the dating uh-huh. app that's yeah, like kind yeah. of a miracle totally in and of itself yeah, yeah, yeah. but then but then it depends on what percentile you're right, you know? <laughs> fair enough but, but when, when things proceed beyond that threshold right things tend to turn into these entanglements uh-huh. and the entanglements i'm almost 100 percent certain are, are are more of the 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 more prominent fruit rather than a lasting relationship right? yeah well it's it's uh you so know why is that well, it's like, why, why, why do things turn into these intense entanglements where there's, there's like, oh my God, you know, we're like consumed with the newness and the novelty of the other. Mm-hmm, and then, oh, you're so different. And then, oh, okay, there's some problems here. And then, oh, poof. Right. Well, it's, 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 you know, my set of complexes matches your set, set of complexes. Okay. You know, it's like, okay. you, you, uh, you fit into the story that I have of women. I see. And then, and then for the woman, it's, oh, you fit the story I have of men. Well, so here's the question, though. A lot of these entanglements, you know, they will start off with you're actually a lot different than I thought you were. Mm-hmm. Right. If for better or worse. Right. And, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Where it's, wow. You're really showing up differently. And there's this intense infatuation phase mm-hmm. where it's like, this is the new best thing that I have in my life is this person. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. how a lot of these things start out. Mm-hmm. Very intense, lots of positive regard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually slow, like perhaps quickly, things become heightened and intense and scary, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then poof. What's what's the poof? The poof is the, the entanglement ends and never, never turns into a lasting functional relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean. I guess to that, I would say it's a, it's a matter of the person's level of uh, need for external validation. I see. You know, and then and how many of the pretty sparkly uh, charms uh, you can um, you can display, you know, for a period of time until things start to get real. Yeah. You know, and still uh, until you start to see the cracks in the armor. So why, why are we so afraid of each other's humanity, I guess, is the question in this arena in particular. Well, I mean, social media hasn't helped. Sure. You know, I mean, social media has made people a lot more narcissistic. So we're a lot more used to uh, feeding off of the validation. Sure. Okay, I'm going to post this thing, this cake I made, yeah. or this amazing achievement I just, I just uh, 
did. Or this story about my life. Yeah. Right. And, that and how I overcame and I was the hero, but maybe it's missing so many conspicuous details. A lot, yeah. And, exactly. and maybe it, it paints me as just the innocent victor. Totally. Right. And not this more complex, nuanced journey, picture, yeah. right? Of like the hero's journey. The hero's you know? journey. Yeah. Like what's the what's the, the sure. demon you had to conquer? You exactly. know, like the dragon you had to slay in the cave. Or perhaps even still fighting. Yeah, it's, you totally, so, totally. so this is a really interesting point too is you know i you know obviously working in the in the social media marketing sphere uh-huh. and and you know some of my mentors god bless me, you <laughs> some, some of my mentors you, my mentors just have told me that like sex is like sales right you know uh-huh. kind of reductive but okay but the yeah. idea is like you have to build to, to build rapport with someone you have to show right. them trust yeah you're selling them, yourself exactly. in sales anyway right and you have to show them that you don't care about the outcome mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. they can walk away and right. you don't give a shit because you've got another prospect to get to yeah right? yeah yeah and um it's funny i've never heard it like that yeah um but but be that as it may when we see these different heroes journey stories and when I see them, when they're crafted as advertisements on my feed, for instance, yeah, it's like there's things, a lot of them. Yeah, tons of them. Yeah, I I woke up in a crack house. Right, it could be like <laughs> the, the opening line. Right. But when you read through them, you can already tell because it's an advertisement that there's something disingenuous, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, and and there's something that's not quite fleshed out, and there's not enough writing. It's just kind of like it's it, the ad copy is trying to just get you. To, to the sales to, funnel. To the sales funnel. Right. Um, so I guess the question is like, do you think it's, and I try and do this with my content, right? Where I really put a lot of vulnerability on display. You really do. Like, you know, I, I uh, <laughs> the, the little bit that I do scroll through social media yeah. and like Facebook and stuff, I do see that, you know? <laughs> and and, and, I, and it's great. And a lot of people really cringe. Some of my friends cringe. Yeah, because they already know you. They know me. Right? <laughs> Like, oh, James, Jesus, I, that's too much, man. <laughs> TMI. Dude. The world doesn't need to see it. But by the same right. token, I feel like showing that those dark parts mm-hmm. um, and, you know, whether there's a resolution or not, it, it gives some, some real humanity to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it, it can be refreshing for a lot of people we're so used to seeing these manufactured in- images. Right. We're supposed to go them into insecurity. Like so filtered. So filtered. Yeah. yeah. And, and so just like, well, look at me, you know, like, like a fitness marketer, I'm all buff and I fit this archetype and mm-hmm. this is how I did it with this method. Right. You right. know, whereas like, if you see the, the humanity and the persona of, of the provider, you know, like hopefully that fosters connection. But anyways, I guess mm-hmm. the question. And I does have, it? I mean, that's like, I guess that'd be my question to you. It's really tough to gauge, mm-hmm. right? Um, some, some, some weeks, you know, when I put out those kinds of vulnerability posts, I get, I get people contacting me, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't always turn into a sale, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but sometimes I feel like perhaps that person is, is really primed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really, it's really hard to gauge and measure, you know? Right. Um, but I mean, I guess in a way you can still gauge it with, with how much kind of, uh, you know, connectivity you get through it. For sure. And, right? and, and the, the engagement as well. Exactly. You know, it, it seemed, it was seen that sometimes those pieces that engage a lot, people actually read the long ass thing. Didn't uh-huh. just look at the image and click. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> yes. of, of you like, uh, you know, squatting 450 or something whatever like it is yeah yeah 
doing it live on Facebook today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, those, those I usually won't give the, the long, the long piece. But so, right. I guess this this generalizes into a bigger question for you too here, George, mm. which is given all of these ways in which we can portray ourselves and in, in which we can alternately conceal and reveal ourselves. Girls are notorious for using filters. Mm -hmm, I saw mm -hmm. this funny thing the other day about like, good morning, you know, men in filters, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, 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 or filters in gentlemen or something like that. Yeah. Right. So, so given, given the ability to alternately conceal and reveal different parts of ourselves and to curate these things and to curate only the best, mm -hmm. right. And to, and to hide that, you know, the darkest way, like, Given all that, we have this, this newfound ability to do all this. Do you think that these tools can really be used to foster greater connection? And now I ask this question to you, somebody who's currently mm. in a relationship that you're happy with mm -hmm. of many months, yeah. having met somebody from Bumble. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we and go, <laughs> go for it. Well, it's funny, you're, you're talking to me like I'm an expert and it's, um, it's funny cause you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just kind of going through it like anyone else, but I mean, you know, I wonder how many thousands of men there are in bubble, bumble who just desperately swipe as we speak Every day, right now. Swiping. Yeah. Like, why haven't <laughs> I met somebody yet? Why haven't I met someone yet? They're oh, you, asking themselves that question. You will buddy. Just keep swiping. <laughs> It could be George. It could be the next right swipe. George, you know. you you're an expert. <laughs> like I mean, you, I guess I guess I am an expert. You've achieved something that like that. That's sparkling water, by the way. I didn't just fart. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, you've achieved you've achieved something that so many men experience will be experienced. It's a new form of consternation for them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, for sure. I mean, you know. It, the, the problem has been building for the last few years of people vetting prospective partners over apps, yeah, over social, over um, these dating apps for you know as long as like Tinder and Bumble and, and, and these apps have been around. You know they've gained a lot of steam in the last few years and they just exploded in, in popularity this last year. And um, I mean when it comes to to my dating experience on, on those apps, you know, I like to, I mean, my preference is generally to get them off of the app and meet in person as quickly as possible. 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 Did you hear that guys out yeah. there? And that's as quickly <laughs> as possible. <laughs> and, and the reason is, Let's and there's it. a very good reason. Oh yeah. And it's because I want to, at least as best as I can, emulate the experience of meeting somebody in person. Because there's something that cannot be taken away from feeling the vibe. 100%. Face to face with a woman that I can look in the eyes. I can see, you know, the kind of eye contact she's going to hold or not. I can see how she holds her posture. Um, I mean, there's so much paralanguage going on, body language, you know, all these things that I, that I, I've experienced, let's just say 
a lot of dates where I talk to a girl on one of these apps for, you know, a few days or something, and then maybe had a really good rapport with them. And, and then I met them and it was a complete dud, you know, like they, well, first of all, my discernment wasn't totally there either. You know, you, I was you think ahead of time. You think there were signs that they were giving you. Yeah. That I just wasn't picking up and, and it's always there. You know, like the signs are always there. It's just a matter of even in the electronic. Yeah. It's just, it's just how you can, you know, how you're paying attention to it, how you're listening, how present you are with it. Sure. You know? And, um, so, so over time I got to refine my ability to, to pick those flags out. And, um, and so, yeah, getting them to a face-to-face meeting, uh, as quickly as possible is really, um, my way of, uh, segueing to the natural environment, you know, yeah. of, of meeting a woman in a natural environment, you know, and her reluctance to do that or eagerness is going to determine, first of all, um, you know, how much trust she has, mm-hmm. how many, how many bad experiences she's had with men that she's been able to, um, you know, to integrate yeah. and to balance yeah. and understand that, okay, not all men are bad even if you've had some bad experiences you know and there's so many other different um flags that come up in that but um yeah and then and then what they're saying too you know the pictures okay great there's the pictures yeah you know and they're like whole manuals on that now um but yeah what they're saying you know are you interesting you know like what is it what is it that makes you interesting because Mm -hmm. I have my own criteria now. Sure. You know, and I think like we said earlier, or at least off podcast, um, was, uh, was self-awareness, you know, self-awareness is number one for me. Mm. You know, how aware are you of your own shit? Because I'm not going to take it all on anymore. I mean, I'll be there to listen to you and I'll be there to help you work through it. You know, we're not all perfect. So we're going to have, uh, scuffles (laughs) scuffles <laughs> you know yeah. like it's it's bound to happen yeah but um but how much are you working on on in, internalizing that and like taking responsibility for it so it's something that i've learned to vet more uh more quickly i mean i don't i'm not worried about it now because you know i'm i'm with i'm with a girl who's doing that and i'm grateful for it and um i continue to tell her that too yeah. you know so, um, so yeah, I mean, that's all I got right now. I guess I'm rusty at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's changed in the last eight months. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Uh-huh. And, and you know, so mm-hmm. how about you? Like, what's your experience with apps these days? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me James. Yeah. No, you're more the expert than I am though. Well, so I think after this last experience for me, it became just a, there's a powerful realization. Um, and this was, this was basically one where I, I, I set myself up, you know, to be, to be breadcrumbed by somebody. It's, you know, I have to take responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the opportunity was there to, to meet early on, perhaps didn't take it. Right. Uh, right, I, right. I, I strung things out and, uh, and turned it into something that was, you know, quite hurtful and damaging for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but also a wake up call and, you know, in that wake up call, 
you know, what I, I think I've taken ownership of is like, I need to be meeting people in person. Like I need to be out and about. And, you know, I don't know if there's going to be any relationship consequence that form for my interactions with females at the bars in my hometown. I don't, I don't know that, you know, I don't, I don't know that. And, and, and the likeliest answer would seem to be to be no. Mm. But what mm-hmm. I do know is that in the actual relationships that I've had with some girls who, to whom I have attraction, right. Mm-hmm. You know, wherein there hasn't just been exchanges of approval and validation through an electronic meeting where there has been some touch, mm-hmm. right. And mm-hmm. us touching and, yeah. and, and, you know, hugging and laughing together and stuff like that. Like there's been like this kind of powerful sense of redemption there, you mm-hmm. know, where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, this is a real person. Mm-hmm. I'm a real person right. too. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we're tolerating each other's presence. Not At just tolerating. Least, yeah. <laughs> not just tolerating, but, but, but actually like enjoying being, being vulnerable mm. in person. And there's just something that is so powerful and wholesome about that. Yeah. Versus, versus when, you know, like, like actually being, being rejected with a text message from someone you've never met and not like impacting you. Mm. Like mm-hmm. there's like this imaginary kind of hell there. Yeah. Right. It's like this imaginary hell, right. Mm-hmm. To where it's like, but you can't unsee it. <laughs> you know, right, like right. once you stare into that void and, and, and you're forced to see like the possibility of everything that person was presenting and promising mm-hmm. to you. And you're, you're forced to see it all just go to nothing. The hellishness of that. I mean, for me that it was, it was so powerful. It was, it was life altering, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, yeah. wow. How, how did I set myself up for that? Like, how did I, like, how did any of this even happen? You know, you get so caught up in this fantasy versus, you know, nothing. So, so, uh, so elaborate as, you know, all these crazy future plans about a life and, and happiness together and all this crazy yeah. stuff that should have never been uttered. Right. Versus that versus, you know, just being next to home role. She gives you a hug, you know, a kiss on the cheek. It says, I like you and I trust you now. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like the, the, the difference there of having met and spoken and being around somebody in person and, and experiencing like that, that actual sense of trust and vulnerability. It's like, you get to move things, move through things more quickly. You know, the beginning stages. Sure. You know? Sure. And, and, and you even, know, if it, you know, it's there, you know, it's it, there, you know, or you not know it's there or not. And, and, and you're not caught in this, you know, projecting these, these fantasies, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like my favorite Mark Twain quote, I've experienced some yeah. terrible things, mm-hmm. some of which actually mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> exactly. And but this is this is the place in which so so many dwell right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. This is symptomatic of our time. fantasy land. Fantasy land, just countless swipe, 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 and mm-hmm. so even just the activity of swiping and virtually rejecting people that you'll never meet, mm-hmm. right? That becomes the way in which the drive is harnessed that becomes the way in which the person gets their satisfaction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Rejecting or, uh, you know, or swiping, right. Oh yeah. Or swiping right. And then it never goes. I can't tell you how many times I swiped right and matched on girls and 
neither of us still did anything. Exactly. About. Exactly. It was just the dopamine hit of like, oh, I got some approval there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Exactly. Somebody likes me. I don't actually like her enough to, to do anything. But exactly. That'll do. Exactly. It'll do for tonight. <laughs> it's just a totally virtual exchange, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And, and so, and so like that, like to me, it's like just to even get a hug from a girl that I like in person, it's like, that's a million times better than all of this fantasy shit. Yeah. Oh, and, we swiped right on each other. Yeah. Oh, great. Versus like the most elaborate fantastical promises like they're they're going to have this sort of demonic tinge to them you know mm-hmm. when, when it's all delivered you know so carelessly and and, and i feel like so many people are, are are caught up in in these careless exchanges mm-hmm. right yeah it's just for for um self-aggrandizing yeah you know uh approval and it, and it becomes monstrous right yeah. ultimately yeah. and 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 there's there isn't a realization you know, there's no, there's, there's no consciousness of this. So I guess the question becomes like, like, how do we combat this? And, and so you offered some, a good norm, which is very simple. Meet as quickly as possible. Right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, like obviously be interested. Yeah. Enough sure. to meet. Yeah. You know, for sure. But like, oh, maybe there's something there. I, I mean, I, I, I do like the, the methodology of fuck yes. You know, like, yeah, do you, how do you feel about this, about this person, you know, about, yes. about a potential relationship? Like, is it fuck yes? Or, yeah. or is it anything less than that? And, and do you think that like on the apps or, or even in meeting somebody with social media, it's like, do you, do you want that level of excitement about somebody coming to see you in person? Well, I, I think I'm, I'm ambivalent about that now. Okay. Because... For one, I do want to be, uh, in a way, excited. Yeah. I mean, excitement is an emotion. And um, as a, a practicing Buddhist yeah. person, <laughs> you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't really look to, to prize any emotions yeah. because, as I know, they're passing. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the positive and the negative emotions, yeah. you know, oh, you're excited. Oh, you're happy. Oh, you're, you're, you know, whatever, like this too shall pass, yeah. you know, don't hold on to that. Exactly. You know, and that's just as much a plight as, as fear and hatred and anger, you know, but those are the more, uh, insidious ones because they feel good. Yeah. You know, the positive emotions. Yeah. Oh, I want more of that. Yeah. Yeah. More of it. Yeah. Without realizing that you can become enslaved to it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, there, I want there to be a drive to meet the person. Sure. But at the same time, that, that excitement, too much of that excitement is, is, uh, obviously, in, yeah. is indicative of some kind of thing that maybe I'm missing in myself that yeah. I'm eager to fill with the other person's exactly. attention, you know? So, then, so. Then, then, then why, why do people, what's, what's the, what's the motive to meet? Right. Like why, why all these people there's, there's, if there are people listening to this, right. There's, uh-huh. you know, let's say there's single people, such a high disproportionate amount of them are going to, you know, if, if they're looking for love, if they're using the apps, they're, they're not going to even find it. Right. It's going to be mm-hmm. this kind of vain and shallow thing. Perhaps the app itself is vain and shallow and perhaps, 
you know, what you did was tantamount to pulling a needle out of a haystack. I suppose so. You know, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Right. If we look at it objectively, mm-hmm. but what, what could induce people to actually use the tool like it's supposed to be used, George? Well, I'd say, I mean, <laughs> try to. The first thing, the first thing that comes to mind for me is a very productive, selfish motive. I see. And that would be to show me where I'm at mm. with myself in my, um, like in my balance. And so that's, that's that, that to use the motive for being in a relationship. It's one of them. I mean, okay. it's, it's obviously, obviously to be able to express love, mm-hmm. to express my love mm-hmm. and to have that, um, to have that mirrored. Mm-hmm. But that actually goes back to what I'm saying too, is like, okay, where am I? Where's my balance? Yeah. Am I able to give love and to receive it? Sure. You know, and there's so much going on there too, mm-hmm. right? Like, can I give as an extension of myself, mm-hmm. you know, or am I just doing things in order to get love, mm-hmm. you know? And so where I draw the line, where I'm dancing in that is where I'm finding my balance or myself out of balance, mm-hmm. you know? And as we choose our partners, um, you know, we, we are looking at a mirror for ourselves, Sure, but we don't often see that. So the degree to which I can sort of, um, see that person as a mirror for me is the degree in which I can sort of calibrate my reactions, calibrate my emotions in, in my balance. Um, and, uh, and that's what I'm working with right now, you know, and that's, I I would say one of the greatest, um, tools that, uh, I would share with somebody who's, um, on a spiritual path and is potentially pursuing a partner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what, what's, uh, what's your equal look like? You know, what, what value are you, are you bringing to the table and what value do they bring to the table Mm. and how do they show you parts of yourself? Yeah. You know, how can you see yourself in them? How am I practicing compassion with that? You know, empathy is one thing, but how can I, uh, how can I bring my past experience and the wisdom that I've learned um, and earned to my partner who may be suffering at, at times, you know? Yeah. Gnarly, gnarly stuff, George. Yeah. Well, listen, man. Um, I think it's probably a good place I to, think so. to end it, huh? I agree. Yeah. For now. So this is our first one, first one of many. I'm so excited to start this with you, dude. Yeah, um, me too. Me too. This well, has been cool. great. An hour has flown by. Just man. flown by. It's like we've said in the past. You know, like, oh, wow, we just talked for an hour and a half. Like, that easily could have been a podcast. Yeah. But here we are. Awesome. And we've recorded this for posterity. Let us pray. (laughs) Cool. Awesome. Well, um, if you like this, uh, stick around. We're going to have more, probably bring in some some guests eventually, but definitely some kind of cool musical intro and uh, (laughs) more official... uh, 
you know what they want is the meat george things they do they in want podcasts the they want the meat they you're, want the meat you're all gonna right. get the meat all right we're gonna get some meat we'll give them some meat. you're gonna get the meat i think uh speaking of the meat yeah cook up these chicken time, hearts right time now to cook up some meat yeah cool all right well i guess that's a wrap let's cut it man cool awesome see you next time yeah